If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to talk to Erin Darling. She's a comedian, host, actor. She has her own podcast called V-Carded that I was on that we talk about how you, I lost my virginity or how we lost our virginity. I don't know. Collectively, we've lost our virginity for the people on her podcast, and I talk about how I lost mine. Yeah, I lost mine. For those of you who are wondering, Greg, kidding, there's no Greg out there, but uh, I talked to Erin, and uh, yeah, she's one of those people that I, I, you know, sometimes I think like, how do I know, how did you like come into my consciousness? Like, I I feel like I meet a lot of people and I can pinpoint like, oh, we met through this or, you know, we were in a, you know, we did a improv together or we were in an audition or we met at the mall or whatever it is, but Erin, I don't, she was just there. And uh, uh, she's somebody that, you know, I've worked with a bunch of times. Um, you know, I've, I've been kind of following what she's been doing, and she's just kind of effervescent, I guess. This episode is sponsored by Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Okay, I'm going to get right into it. There's no way for... Uh, sexual performance issues are common, okay? You know it. I know it. Uh, over 25% of new ED cases are guys under 40. No, not over 40, and 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Yeah, I said erection. I'm rock and roll. And even the world's greatest actor cannot fake one. I'm not the world's greatest actor, but the world's greatest actor cannot fake one. And I don't know why guys, like, they'll go and they'll be like, they'll go on the internet or they'll be like, what weird solution can I find? You know, what weird thing, what weird workaround do I have? Don't do that. It's a terrible idea. The solution is 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. And thanks to science, ED can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. There's no snake oil pills or you go to a gas station and, like, give me that weird thing. It's prescription solutions backed by science. One ED pill starting with a V just came off the, its patent on December 11th. It's a game-changer. It's off the patent for you out there keeping up with patents. There's no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, no lines. I, I don't even, like, I'll buy clothing, and I'll be like, I'll just buy three pairs of jeans, and one of the sizes will fit, and I'll return it later because I don't even want to try on clothes. So for him, to, they take that out of the equation. They take all the things that you do not like about anything, and they make it, Really, really easy for you. All you have to do is answer a few quick questions and a chat with a doctor for a confidential review and products are shipped directly to your door. There's no weirdness, okay? It's just there. It's just there. You just get it, okay? It's easy. 
There's no in-person doctor visits. You do not have to leave the house. This is the future. Embrace it. Try hymns for a month today for just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash friends ed. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash friends ed. Forhims.com slash friends ed. We're all getting older. Yes, even you. You're getting older. I'm getting older. I actually kind of like it. I think I'm the best me I've been. I think back to when I was like in high school or it was like my early 20s or whatever. I was like, I was, I wish, I wish I was more this me. But I guess that's what makes growing up and learning things what it is. And, you know, I'm kind of realizing that um, even though I think I do a lot to kind of just make myself the best that I am. Like, I'm not a huge drinker. Um, I don't do, uh, drugs or anything like that. And I, you know, I, I started even my having my first drink later in life. I think it's kept me relatively youthful. Not that there's anything wrong with, it's just the direction I went. Um, and now that I'm married, I was like, I really will have a drink every couple of months to be totally honest with you. Or a single, a little bit of a different story. I was actually talking to a friend and I've been taking vitamins in general. Like my dad was kind of pushing vitamins on me, not like as a salesman, not like a you know multi uh, multi level marketing thing, um, but he was he was kind of pushing that at a young age, and I've kind of kept up with it. You know, I've kind of gone through different phases of like what kind of vitamins I like, um, but I've been pretty consistent with that. Do they work? I don't know. Like, I, I I would have to go back and be the same me and not take them to see what the result is. But I don't know. Overall, like I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased. But one thing that I've done recently might not seem like a big deal, but it's been really difficult is, um, giving up diet soda or soda in general, or even on a, on a bigger scale aspartame. Um, I quit soda for seven months and I really didn't notice many results. Um, you know, a little less bloating and probably better for me, but like as far as noticeable, cause sometimes I need the things to be like, I need to notice them. Cause I'm like that, I don't know, selfish where I'm like, I need to, I need like solid results. So when I quit soda for seven months, but I didn't quit aspartame. Like, I was still drinking, like, Diet Snapple. So it's been, like, nine or ten days. My brother, um, actually, you know, he he was drinking way more soda than I was, and he quit. Um, and it's been it's been better for him. So I was like, you know, let me do this. Let me do this, like, for myself. And it's been nine, ten days. And it's it's been kind of rough in the sense that I just really like the taste of it. And it's not like I drank a lot, but I drank it every day for years. So I definitely feel less bloated. Uh, I, I've, I have issues with migraines, a little less migraines. So I'm drinking more water. Obviously, it's forcing me to do that, kind of hoping it kind of kills some of the sugar cravings. Uh, but it's just one of those things where I can make excuses. Like, you know, I, I quit soda for seven months. And when I was going to quit it again, I was like, yeah, but I quit it once. But I didn't really I didn't really quit the the uh, the the bad ingredients uh, in there, and it's not to say that I sit there like you know I'm sure I eat a protein bar here or there. It has some like you know fake sugar in it or whatever. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. You know, I, listen. I went to the movies last night. I ate like a very huge bag of M and M's. It's it's not like I'm going on some kind of new health kick. It's just I would ingest this thing every single day, at least two to four cans worth of Diet Coke type product every single day for the most part. And I'm just kind of hoping that um, I'll be better off for for not, you know. Now, I know you're not going to be able to – my voice isn't going to change. 
you know, my point of point of view uh, on this podcast is, isn't really going to change as far as interviews, uh, unless I happen to talk to someone about Diet Coke, and I will, I will, I will in future episodes because I'm really annoying like that. Um, but uh, in this, I, I talked to Aaron, and we, I don't think we talk about Diet Coke at all. Actually, sorry about that. But uh, let's get into it with Aaron Darling. My fanny pack on. Guys, let me do a little describe. She's got a fanny pack on, right? You really did come from, like, you were like, did you just work out your way here? I felt like yes. you just kickboxed your way. I actually parked kind of far, and I did run here. <laughs> did you do that on purpose to be, like, a Hollywood, like, exercise weirdo, or? You know what? I did Bad parking. I mean, I was boxing at the gym, and then I just, like, couldn't find parking, and everyone's here at Meltdown. Yeah. I've never seen it this busy. I just saw a uh, uh, Blake from Workaholics was just here oh, you did? five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh my god. You missed each other though. He did not have a fanny pack on though that I could oh, see. Oh okay. Well then I'm crushing it in that yeah. department. Yeah. I have a monopoly on the fanny pack. Yeah. No, you got the you got the. Well, what do you have to have in there? Is the keys and stuff? Honestly, my keys are out of the fanny pack. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I think I got some. Let's um, start with what's in your fanny pack. I got some cash. Nice. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Those Hollywood singles. I have <laughs> one business card. Nice. I don't even know why I have a business card. Like, honestly, no one uses them. Yeah. But you never know, just in case you want to. I think I accidentally put it in there. And then yeah. I have a, an ID. Yeah. I have a debit card. And I think I have some eyeliner, which I could probably <sighs> use right now. I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, feel free. Uh, I'm just curious, like, what's in your fanny pack? But I never <laughs> meet anyone with the fanny pack. So that segment of the show I know. has begun and ended now. You know what I was wondering? I was like, how did you come into my consciousness? I have no idea. Through, I don't through know the YouTube either. world it or the internet world? through YouTube because we did that that thing with the Godzilla thing. Yeah, but, I, but I met you before that, though, obviously, yeah. to connect. So you were just kind of like Someone that there. did YouTube stuff. Yeah, and then you were just there. Mm-hmm. You just existed. Yeah. Sometimes you ever just wonder that? It's like, wait, yeah, I've been talking or working or seeing this person, but it's like, I don't remember how that started. And I you're know. just there. Isn't that weird? That's yeah. like Tanya. I thought about how I know Tanya yeah. Brashadsky, yeah. and I realized, wow, I met her in Vegas, which is yeah. so weird. Yeah. yeah, at like some new media expo or something. Yeah, after knowing you guys, it doesn't seem... I mean, it's we- It's a little bit random, a random place to do it, but it seems like you guys would... She would definitely be there, because she's like on a pulse of it. Right. Of what's going on. Isn't that so strange, though? But I'm like, oh, yeah, but now she lives down the street, but we mm. met in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where Where are you from? I'm from the Bay Area, San Jose, okay. Silicon Valley. Do you go back up there a lot? No. Holidays and if I have shows sometimes. Yeah. So you have that kind of – that's just cool. I think, feel like when I see people that do stand-up and it's like, oh, you have that – well, maybe you have talent, but you have that in from kind of being in that area, maybe like performing there before. It's like you can go up to like the Bay Area and do some shows. Yeah, and- you know what's cool though? I had never performed in the Bay Area yeah. because I went off the road before I um there were some San Francisco dates that I was supposed to go on, but I ended up like just staying in town in LA and working on some other projects. So I'd actually never performed there until December. I did some shows with Steve Byrne, which awesome, was yeah. so much fun because yeah. I love him. He's yeah. such a nice person and such a great comic. Yeah. I love watching him work. Huh. It was so fun. But that was the first time I've ever performed at the San Jose Improv, which is so weird because I'm from there. What 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 was it like kind of gr- what would you want to be when you grew up and stuff? Like what was that all like childhood stuff like? I mean, a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I just want like I wanted to be like a cat, a dog. Yeah. You like, wanted to be one. Yeah. And just had that kind of life of kind of like 
to run around. Yeah, I would just I would like shit and just like whatever. I would do weird games with myself where I was like, okay, every day for the next twelve days, I'm gonna be a different animal all day, and I would just like do stuff like that. I would that entertain like myself. Stuff, though, I know it, it, now it does, yeah. but I'm like as a kid, that's so weird that I would do stuff like that, and I would just be like, I'm gonna do this, and I made I would like record stuff on my um I had a tape recorder back then, and I would record on blank tapes like my fake radio show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm doing that like now. I was a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. I know you are. <laughs> but so, it's, um, so not, not, that's where I'm at now. You yeah. are just like, that was, you know, you kind of like at a very kind of like young basic level, but I'm doing it as a grown up. Yeah. But see, I never wanted to, I wasn't like, I'm going to be an actor, you know, or yeah. a comedian. Like, I never thought I was going to do anything like that. I was just kind of like, well, I guess I'm going to be a cat today, a dog tomorrow, and then work on my radio show. Like, <laughs> so just back and forth with cat and dog, you never even branched out? Yeah. I know, right? Why was a I condor? Was, I don't know. I didn't think enough, I guess. What, uh, <laughs> did you go to college up there? Uh, no, I went to USC. I went down here, and that's how I ended up in LA. For what did you, you study? Broadcast journalism. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Did, did you ever get into that? Yeah. My first job out of college was at TMZ. Can you believe that? Yes. <laughs> yes, as you're kickboxing your way in here with your fanny pack. Yeah, sure, I can believe that. <laughs> what was that like? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when I realized I don't want to be in the news industry, but I love talking about the news and I love having opinions. You know, when you're delivering the news, with the exception of TMZ, because they do actually break news. They're a premier entertainment news source now. But because of the show, they're allowed to have opinions on the news. But when you're working in the actual newsroom, you just get the facts and you relay that and... And that's kind of, I think I realized, like, I love talking about stuff, but I always want to have an opinion, and I always want to be able to, I guess, process it my own way and attach feelings to it. Like, that's why The Daily Show is so great. It's like, at the end of the day, you've received all the news, you've processed it, you've all formed your own opinions about it, and now The Daily Show is going to tell you what they think about it. Right, and see if you, it's on or off the mark of what you think. Right, and I kind of like that. I think that's amazing because... You're like a pop, like, you're you're like, kind of like, we're in the pop... In the pop culture, right? You had like a pop culture show, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pop fix. I yeah. started the pop fix. It was all pop culture and nerd culture, and and that's so fun. Like, I, and I love that because I don't want to necessarily be the person to tell you what happened today, but I want to tell you how I felt about it. What? Uh, when did you start doing stand up? About five years ago, I think. Yeah. Because I mean, you were one of the people that I mean, I only started about seven, eight months ago, and I talk about it here a lot. And you're one of the people that I was just like, because it's the improv and sketch world is what my background for a very right. long time but this is very different so i was just like what do you do what are the rules you know i know there's no rules but what are they kind of thing yeah so, um, and you know what i was gonna say i'm so proud of you because a couple months ago i know we were talking about yeah. okay how do we get shows like what are what are some steps to take yeah. who to contact and it seems like in the last couple of months you're just crushing it like you're doing um, so well thank you yeah it's been very it's a combination of kind of living in los angeles for a while kind of right. knowing people but also just taking my, you know, I worked, you know, uh, as a business, like YouTube and mm-hmm. the marketing aspect and then putting myself out there and not being shy and then just like going to, like doing the work and going to like a zillion, because you've been here yes. for five years. Like I don't have, I honestly, I don't have five years to be five years later. Like I don't have it. I'm just right. too old. You gotta do it now. I, so I just like, hun- I feel like hundreds of open mics mm-hmm. uh, or hundred of open mics or more. I kind of, <clears throat> I disagree with you a little bit because yeah. I feel like stand-up is the only yeah. art form where you can just start and break at any age. Oh yeah, no, I I just don't want to be like, 
Um, I don't want to like take it slow for like five years. Yeah, you don't want to do it Aaron Darling style. Well, <laughs> but yours was five years ago. So if if I did it five years ago, um, you know, I want to be. I don't know. Just I performed a lot uh, for a long time, and I you know want to kind of just keep that going, but not think, not expect like oh I'm going to be like a. a star or anything like that but i just you know it's like i want to get past the it's like the awkward like i want to get past the awkward part of the day <laughs> right even though it's always going to happen yep there's always going to be downs and uh um but yeah you're one of those people that i was like let me do this so I, i'll go back and like look at your old stand-up and i'll just be like what's like i'm really analytical about a lot of people that i know i'm like mm-hmm. how are they standing how are they holding the mic what is their thing what is, what's their point of view it's like uh so has stand-up like is that something you got into just because, like, I'll get into stand-up? I got into it because I was producing video content for a startup. And at the time, we were doing some sort of comedic entertainment show. And I'd never written a joke a day in my life. So I got into a joke writing class that was a stand-up class. And at the end of that, there was a showcase. Oh. And it was at the improv. So that was the first time I was ever on a real stage was the Melrose improv. And my mom was there and my aunt was there. It's a great place for a first, you know. Especially because when you do a a showcase like that, it's a really, really supportive room because it's just a bunch of your friends. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you're going to do stand-up? That's so cool. And then you do your next show and you're like, whoa, this is different. (laughs) It's like the wolves. you know? Right? Like you feel like you're so good at first. And I was like, okay. And I knew, like, I wasn't one of those people that's new to the stage. I wasn't someone that's new as a performer per se you know it's like stuff that I've done a lot as a host and so I was kind of on the more comfortable side but my material was really really bad (laughs) and I'm totally okay with admitting that now and I threw it all away um, but it took me probably two years to throw it away because when you first start I feel like a lot of the learning process is finding your voice and when you're first when you're new as a stand-up you're writing the jokes that are basically the type of material from the comics you like. Yeah. You know, so at the time when I started, it was like I was watching Amy Schumer, Whitney Cummings, like Nikki Glaser, uh, Rachel Feinstein. So I was watching their Comedy Central half hours, writing jokes like them, which isn't necessarily my voice, you know? So I had to throw all that out and then start. And once I figured out, like, oh, oh, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to write about. But you don't figure it out until you're in it like doing yeah it, it took me of, like two years yeah. of you know feeling like oh do i like this man i don't i don't feel like this is me i didn't really think it was a great representation of me and when you're doing stand-up you know it's your name it's your face like yeah. no it's one all else you is with there's you. no sketch yeah. group behind you or improv people or, right no or props studio. No. no there's nothing it's just all you and that's yeah. what i like about it it's like you you know from doing youtube it's like is everyone going to show up well i know i'll show up right and that's kind of a kind of kind of that Mm-hmm. Uh, I like watching your stuff when I see your clips that you're posting oh, you. on social it's media. It's really an extension of oh just God, what I've been fun. doing. Yeah, it's it's. The, I'm not looking to like change my like whatever, but I just the funnel of it and how what I want to say has to. Be, it's different, you know. It's yeah. got to be different. It's got to be. It's got to be worked on, and and uh, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm doing. Do you think you've kind of figured out what your voice is? Because I yeah. think one of the benefits of starting stand up yeah. when you're older is like knowing. You know yeah, what oh, I mean? nothing's changed. Your it's perspective my, and voice. My Twitter from the. It's all basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a joke might not that I might tell these might not work in a you know a vine. You know what I mean? Yes. A vine not might not work on. St- I mean, I'm just making vine because it's you know. I was about to say, let's talk about vine. Yeah, <laughs> more vine 2.0, baby. Um, but you know, it's that whole thing of like different. Just it's the same person, and you, you know what you're gonna get. But it's just like I'm a very kind of like dad joke, self-deprecating 
hard PG type person, like awkward, whatever. But hard PG, hard PG, yeah, yeah. It's like a hard not an P- RPG, no, a no, hard, hard, PG. P- hard, like a hard <laughs> PG, like a light PG thirteen, a hard. But you know, it's just oh there's God. no different. Because I tell a lot, you know, if you do storytelling, I'm not going to talk about the time like I drove a motorcycle into like a burning building because it's not what I did. I'm going to talk about you know the time that like, you know, maybe as edgy as I get, it's like. When I was like, oh, I had sex once. Let me buy every single condom out there because I'm going to need it. And then I realized I do not need all these condoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell stories like that, not, you know, these cool rock and roll stories, you know, about my fanny pack. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, uh, did you just equate cool and rock and roll with a fanny pack? Maybe. I don't know. Because if you were like, yeah, everyone, this is cool. Everyone, everyone cool is doing this. I'd believe it because you just <laughs> seem like someone who's like always doing cool stuff. What? Yeah. You're just all like what you put out there. But here's the thing, it's working. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, okay. you know social media. You know what you're putting out there. Right. You know, like uh but you just always you do a very good job of seeming like you're having a very good time. Yeah, that is true. But <laughs> but you're not forcing it. Where yeah. it's not like I'm smiling in this picture. See how happy I you know, you can see those things like in, yeah. you know. It's like, look how I'm smiling next to this beach. I'm very happy at this festival. When you know it's like, <laughs> no, you're crying. Yeah, I know you're it's crying. 105 before. degrees, you're sweating, your makeup is running down your face. You hate it. But you have a very kind of like, <laughs> I'm having a good time, but I'm not it's not work. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so you're doing a very good job capturing Whatever, and that's my perception of it, and which Thank is you. which is really all that matters is like the perception of it, right? Yeah, you yeah. know what's so funny is I'd love to ask your opinion on this. I had someone; it was actually a film director, and I was really surprised this person hit me up, and they said, "Hey, like you, you're very beautiful as a person, but you have like this joy about you, like a joy thing that's coming through." And I was like, "Thank you," because I, I would rather be happy than like a beautiful person per se, you yeah. know? And I mean but- I'm I'm both, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hot I'm a hot guy and I'm always full of joy. So I'm always full of joy. Don't understand what it's not like to be that way. So uh, but, but thought, go on. I thought that was so interesting, the joy thing, because I guess like that's not something I when I'm thinking about content or uploading stuff, I'm not like, oh, you know what I mean? It's not ever something I think about. Yeah. You know, but well, that's I'm, good like, because if you're not when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, wait, do I, am I happy? Okay, hold on. Let me do this again. Oh, yeah, God, to be you... honest, I'm more insecure about, like, the way I look and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, do I look, like, fat? Do I look, you know, do, how do I look in this? I'm never, like, thinking about the other stuff. But no, I feel like a, that's a, a female thing. There's a confidence <laughs> out there. And, uh, and again, I don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you're putting out something that's very casual. It's confident. Um, but it doesn't look like you're sitting there and like working your ass off to get it. It's just kind of like I just turned on the camera and something fun happened. Whoa, that's so cool! I, Thank I, I, you. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I love that. I try, I anal I analyze. You know, I'm an analytics guy. You know what I mean? I analyze the psychology of like why would somebody look at this and not this, or why would somebody engage with this and not this? What is the aesthetic of this thing? So right. um, that's so cool. Yeah. What have you been analyzing lately? Um, well, uh, what I've been analyzing lately is, uh, what it's like to get sold something. This is a little, not as fun, but like. To like get a, sold something? Yeah. Like, like a product? Yeah. Like, so if, let's just say I want to sell something. Okay. I want someone to buy something. I don't have anything to sell. Do you mean like merch kind of? Let's say merch. Okay. A book. Uh, uh, um, uh, you're going on tour, mm-hmm. right? 
and I think about like you. Of course, you can sit there and be like, "I will be here on Friday," you know, whatever. That's fine. But it's a thing where it's like I want to know what it feels like to get sold and it work. Then I I want to know what that feels like because it's easy for me to try to sell stuff. But if I've never been sold anything, then I don't know. Like I want to be in the in the uh, consumer seat. Then I'll really learn how to sell something if I want to. Right. But you, you're not the average consumer, though. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, right. You I'm don't not the buy student. other people's merch. Like, but, you don't buy someone's yeah. comedy album. Yeah. Like, you'll watch their Netflix special, but you won't. I'm the same way. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. that, too. So I am kind of seeing, like, what things are kind of, like, how people are selling things to me and what things are resonating with me. And I'm kind of just keeping track of that on an analytic thing because I think uh, there's a lot of marketers out there. Like, I'm yes. a social medium. But I was like... You don't have any success what in what you, you're doing. Yeah, what are you marketing? Yeah, you, all you talk about is how to do it. You don't, has never sold anything. No one's really engaging with your stuff, but you're mm-hmm. calling yourself an expert. But when people are out there, like people have podcasts that are like, like there's a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, and they, these guys are like, I don't listen to many podcasts, but they're like, oh, we're going on tour. I was like, I'm, am I interested? I think I'm interested in seeing you guys on tour. I don't know why. And I'm now looking on their website and their their dates where other people have not gotten me to do that. And now I'm trying to reverse engineer how that happened. Yeah. In case I want to do it, I would know. Because it's it, you don't know how to sell some if you've never been sold something. Yes. You know? Uh, so it's that. That's It's not very exciting, but that's what I'm thinking about lately. But it's important. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is really interesting, though. Right? If it you, really is. You ever just be like, wait, why am I buying this thing? How did it right. get to this point? How did I get there when I don't normally do that? And you want to you want to replicate that. Well, I went to, um, a couple months ago, I went to the Everything is Terrible show, their live yeah. show. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I think they did a great job, and it was super, super fun. Um, but And I went as like a, a guest of a friend mm. that was like, do you want to come? I think yeah. this you would like this. Yeah. And he was right. Had a great time. But- I would never, I would probably never buy a ticket to that yeah. show, even though I love the stuff that they do. I just wouldn't think to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know why. But you as a, as a uh, whatever you want to, you know, you're an entertainer, you're a comedian, you want eventually, let's just say like I'm, go, I'm selling a book. Mm-hmm. You want to sell that book, right? Hell yeah. Have you ever bought a book from a comedian before? Yes. Okay. Take that and that's like a way, but you've not purchased books from other comedians, right? Yep. So it's that thing of kind of like I need to know to for me to sell a book I would need to know what it's like to be somebody who wants to buy a book I guess is kind of like my overarching thing. Yeah. Th- which some people miss that thing because they don't know because they're just so busy like promoting themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like their you know their Twitter feed is like 95% ads and 1% content when it should be the other way around. Yeah. You know, when it's just like come to my show, look at my thing, buy my book, look at my YouTube thing. It's like mm, it's a commercial. Do you know Ariel Kasanchi? No. She's an awesome comic. I love her. Good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I talked to her about, she does a really good job at social media. And I was asking her, like, so when did you get all these followers? Like, when did you... It's a magic question, right? Yeah, right. But she had an answer. She's the first person I've ever asked that question that had an answer. And her answer was, 
I just started looking at patterns of what other popular people on Twitter were posting. And it's like a, it's a rhythm. Like it's yeah. a, you know, it's like a cadence and it's weird cause it's not vocal, but yeah, she's like, there's like patterns and I would follow those patterns. Yeah. And then it worked. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. I've never looked at my content like that. I'm just like, you know, I feel like I'm so insulated, I guess, isolated, not really. But you know what I mean? Like we're so in our own heads that we kind of were like, okay, well, what is this funny to me? You know, and then if something doesn't work, I'll delete it. It's like a tweet. Like I'll sit there with a tweet for it. I was like, do I put a period? Like, <laughs> do I put a period in here or yeah, not? Yeah, <laughs> no, do I put a period? Like, do I be like, do I end something with a period as opposed to not? How is it read? You know what I mean? Because you tell right. a joke. I've told jokes, and I've it's the same joke on Twitter, but they're told. It's different. The words are yep. different because they're just it's different. One thing might be a run on thing. It's like, I don't know what's going to do and now I'm the cat, you know, where I might not say it like that. But in the tweet, it's just a very kind of like stream of consciousness thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then also it's kind of deliver like your Instagram. Like, I'm sure it's like people maybe have an expectation of what you're going to post. Right. You know, like for you, I feel like you, it's a lot of like um, it's a lot of photos and they're good photos, but they're not so serious. Like you might be, and your caption will be a little bit kind of like taking it down a peg. It's just kind of like, well, you know, sometimes you shit your pants. Not that's what you'd say, <laughs> but it's a nice picture, but it's that thing. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, sometimes da -da -da. I shit it's, your pants. It's like, you know, fun fact, I shit my pants two seconds later. Whatever. Not that I'm just, <laughs> but it kind that of. That is something I would post. Right. And then, or it's, it's like a fun video that you're flipping your hair. There's a lot of hair flipping. I love hair flipping. You do love hair flipping, I but I <laughs> I kind of expect hair flipping a little bit. Yeah. So you're you're delivering <laughs> like something that's a pro like, but you know if you maybe if you stood there with like a flat tummy tea thing, it would be so inauthentic for me. I know that's whereas for some other people I'm like oh okay flat tummy mm -hmm. tea sure yeah I can see you having a flat tummy tea thing, but for you it's like I wouldn't see or if you did it would have to be a very like not to say listen you want to promote flat tummy tea. Go for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm not opposed to that. Is Maybe. that an actual brand, by the way? Is that what I it's called? Know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Listen, it's so funny. I, I, do I, think, I think it is. Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I do advertisements uh, on on this podcast of things that I like, so I'm not like opposed to it, but it's not off for me to not do it. You know what I mean? Right. So you just got to find a way to make it, um, kind of make it, you know, this all this stuff that we know. I know. I have a question for you, yeah. a nerdy question. Do you use the same content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or do you modify it a little bit for every platform? I'm going to tell you something that, do you know who Grace Helbig is? Yes. Okay. She said something once that really resonated is, you know, when people like auto post things all over the place, mm -hmm. it's like, if you do that and people recognize it, they're like, why do they need to follow you, follow you and all those things if you're getting the yep. same exact thing? So what I will do is, uh, I, I never auto post. Um, so, but I will sometimes, if the caption is right, I will use the same one. Uh, with it or sometimes I'll switch it around like on Facebook because there's maybe some it's a little more people that I know I might be a little less like obnoxious than maybe I would be like on Instagram or something like that where Instagram mm -hmm. are just people that like know me from other things whereas Facebook my personal Facebook might be a little bit different so I don't want to come off as like kind of like ugh, like do you know what I mean yeah I feel so like but sometimes it's like I can't think of anything better so I'm not going to sack I'm not going to just put something shittier on there but I want I always make it seem like it's an organic like everything's organic mm -hmm. post wise but I, so I will do that Jason I have an announcement Yeah I'm canceling my personal Facebook What? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Why? Because of the data breach and all the stuff that's coming out. It's you're the they news. already got your data. It's too late. I know. You might as well just go forward. Well, I 
guess that is a good point. <laughs> right. I didn't think about that till right now. <laughs> yeah, they already got the data. Do you know what I mean? I feel we're putting my stuff out there. I'm yeah. just like, this is so not cool. And they knew about it for years and didn't tell anyone. How yeah. do you feel about all of that? And the interference with oh, the I mean, election and how they're using all this information to sell us shit we don't need and to put fear in our minds and propagate stuff that's not even true. It's obviously it's terrible and I hate it. However, when somebody's on Facebook talking about how Facebook crappy Facebook is, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like kind of like, you know, being like, let me tell you something. Smoking is really bad while smoking a cigarette. Right. Do you know? It's like you're using, but you've become so addicted to the thing. It's kind of like, it is. You're like, oh, is, well. <laughs> things with Facebook, I've always been very open. It's never been, I've never been very precious about it at all. Uh, I don't care. It's like whatever's out there is out there. I fully expect the terms of service. A lot of those things is kind of like, yeah, we can take and use whatever you want whenever you want to do it. We, you just never read that stuff. Right. Um, I do think it's wrong and crappy and all that kind of stuff, but I kind of feel like I signed up for that. I never put any, I'm very, I don't put anything out there that I, that if somebody like, like took it, like I would be like, how could you do that? Mm -hmm. And people are stealing, like steal my, like Twitter jokes all the time and stuff like that too. So there's really nothing with screen grabs and stuff. It's like, what am I going to do? Right. Um, Wait, who's stealing your Twitter jokes? Oh, I've had like, I've, I have I have one tweet that's my pin tweet that um has been on and people have screen grabbed the tweet which is fine because you're still advertising my thing it's ended up on a zillion Facebook pages wait it's up, what who um no, no and that's fine but there's people that have actually copy and pasted it and made it their own and then people have tagged me in it and I've gotten these like short little arguments with them stealing my uh yeah stealing my stealing oh my, my tweets and jokes wait yeah. what is it I was gonna look it up but you know what it is um right? it said uh, the joke is uh Aaron Darling is a huge fart. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that, oh that my one. God, there's fake Facebook pages <laughs> dedicated to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hot stuff. Uh, oh my God, no, I can't believe that about, many people care about it's me. It's like a thing about newborn babies or something like that. <laughs> about yeah. what? It's about newborn babies. It's like newborn. Oh, okay. It's about newborn. It's like not. It's like. It's stupid. Um, but people have stolen it, and people have used it on a lot of things. So there's really no. I don't know. I just don't care enough not. To, I like looking at pictures of my nieces and nephews and how they're doing. Like more yeah. more than me canceling the thing and really any opportunity for somebody to find me and my stuff like i'll take right i'm keeping my fan page yeah okay so yeah i'm gonna keep that and uh i almost feel like it's the same thing though now it's kind of like it is yeah and i kind of i was so protective like when i switched over to a fan page i was really really protective of my personal page like okay i only want to be like the people i actually know because it kind of got weird for a second where i was like there's way too many people on this like weird youtube people or whatever which i I had like 10,000 friends and I was like right. just other countries that yeah I, was like, I had like 6,000 or something that I was like who I don't know who these people are or they're people I knew from years ago but I felt weird deleting them or I didn't remember how I met them so I was like you know what I'm gonna make this fan page and start a really really small personal page and now it's like the personal page pe- people find you anyway and it's I just want to have it all in one place I think and yeah. I want to just limit like the personal data that I put out there and maybe keep it a little more just professional which is weird yeah. because it's so hard like I you know am my brand. Is, like, you are your brand, yeah. you know? You could, I, I think if you <laughs> want to really grow that Facebook, and this is just a personal thing, uh, is if you have that fan page, but make it, give the illusion okay. of that, hey, listen, this is like, this is my a fan page, but like, I don't just treat it as like a promotional thing. Like, you're going to get to know, like, the, the personal Facebook side of me on this thing, but it's, you're, it's, 
your cura- curation of that. You know what Ooh, I mean? I like so you're that. kind of like people think like, oh, they're fine. Like, you know, like what was she like in high school almost or like so you're getting a little personal stuff, like maybe some stuff with your family that you but only stuff that you want. Like yeah, you know I mean? and no one can tag you in anything. You don't want to get tagged in anything. Oh like, hell no! You know, just take that out. <laughs> so just give the illusion that you're going to still get the same personal Facebook feel, but it's on my fan page. I like that. And, and for a way for people theoretically to contact you on there mm-hmm. through mess some kind of messenger. Mm-hmm. I think that's a magical thing too. Right. So give that illusion, and I think you'll be able to grow that page. And I love that. And plus, obviously, video is like I mean, these are just you know my little. Things. No, these are good insights because you know, you know. I don't spend enough time thinking about that kind of I stuff. Like I focus, I focus on Instagram and Twitter, and I don't and like making stuff. Oh, yeah, no, right? I just think about marketing, making I just, stuff, and no. getting up on stages. No, not and the me. Podcast thing, and... just marketing. So I was on V Carded. <laughs> you were which on is my where, podcast. We talked about how I lost uh, my virginity. Yeah, I lost my virginity. Yeah, my mother doesn't officially know that I lost my virginity. <laughs> she does not know officially. Like if she went and you had to go to court and take an oath she'd be like i don't know for a fact that he's lost his virginity so i've never ever said we've never had a conversation nor have i ever said anything unless she listened to v carded what yeah no, no i mean she does listen to it but she's like i already heard about you already know about my own son or whatever um so v card so you were just like i want to know about people losing their virginity because i'm a pervert what was the, what was the <laughs> oh my god no actually it was not my concept um the podcast network actually approached me as okay. talent and yeah. attached me to the show, okay. uh, which is funny because there's a comedian that's very mad at me somewhere in L.A. Yeah. because they apparently had that podcast as uh, well. Uh, and at some point in time, I don't know. And I was like, uh, and I just picked up the phone and called this girl uh, and was like, hey, you know, this isn't and she didn't pick up the call and just decided to be mad at me and then wanted to block me on everything. And I'm like well, then you have no idea what's going on because yeah. this is not really my concept. Um, but yeah, I was approached with this idea yeah. and I was kind of hesitant at first because I felt I'm not sure if a sex podcast is something that I want to be doing. But the more that I've I've done it and I took a chance and just thought, you know what, I can take control of the situation. I think I'm the right person to do it. Um the more I've done it, the more I realize I don't think it's a sex podcast. It's not a sex podcast. At no, all. No. Like, I think it's about... Sex is a small part of right. it. It's the people and feelings and emotions yes. and the time in your life. It's, and, like, and it's like a storytelling podcast yeah. almost. And I feel like it, I've just caught a glimpse of so many different people's stories and humanity. And it's so different. And it's not at all what I expected it would be. Was there anything... Have you done any where you're like, I can't put this up? Um, <laughs> or, yeah. or you thought, or at least it was on the verge of that. Yes, there were a few episodes that I felt, um, you know, weren't great. Um, and I feel like there was there was one episode that was really controversial that we uploaded anyway. But I felt like you want to oh, tell man. me what it is so they can go. Yeah, watch sure. That first. <laughs> you know, I do love this episode, and it's very, very real. Yeah. It's very honest, and it's an episode with comedian Aiden Park, who's a really good oh, friend okay. of yeah, mine. I've, 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 I've I love him so much. Yeah. And uh, his virginity's lost story involved a chat room and someone that was a lot older. Okay. And um, when he was underage. Right, and okay. when so this story, when he starts telling me the story, because I didn't know it in advance, yeah. um, you know, I was like, hey, you know, like that is the, the person that did that, you know, they knew what they were doing and it's not your fault at all, but that's, you know, statutory yeah. rape. And so we kind of had a, a conversation about that. And it's interesting because like when you... I think that per- like the story is so personal and when you meet someone that is like a lot older than you when you're yeah. young 
they it's know th- they know things you don't know. It's intense. And it's their responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's their responsibility to do better, in my opinion. So is that vcarded.com or vcarded.net? Or <laughs> vcarded.com. Yeah, go run to it. Yeah, go run to it. Um, you hear but, me. You can hear about me, but you can hear about yeah. other people. And... But here's the thing about that conversation that I that I realized is that like in the moment, you know, my heart broke a little bit, but it's not like anything. It's it's the type of thing where it's so real and it's so human and it's so true. And other people might have that story and it might inspire other people and, you know, help them, you know, feel, you know, like Aiden's great and he's successful. Yeah. And, you know, and he, and that's a, the, that's he's the point an amazing of the whole person. Thing. And that's the point of the whole thing is to, there's people that can relate to, you know, a lot of different things. Not right. everything has to be like, well, my first, you know, It doesn't girlfriend. all have to be happy and yeah. like, yeah, and butterfly and rainbows. And yeah. oftentimes yeah. like the episodes aren't, especially for women. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I've had people have asked me on the podcast and they're like, well, my story is kind of like a me too story. So I don't really know if I want to share it. And that's totally fine too. You know, so it's, it's really interesting, but I'm so grateful that people trust me and let, let me have that story. You know, people on a podcast will, I've, I've mentioned this before, but on a podcast, you can get more out of people, even though there's microphones and head things and more people than if you were at a party. You know what I mean? You're right. like, hey, so tell me this. Uh, tell me how you lost your virginity. And they'd be like, I don't want But for some reason, if you're a trustworthy person and you're looking right at them and I don't know, people are just willing to be more open, uh, which is interesting. It's the opposite of what you'd think. You'd think they'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't want a, mil- you know, a million people here, but almost a million people right that's what, <laughs> that's what we're talking about a million people five million per episode um <laughs> uh so yeah so I, I thought that was an interesting thing so what's so what's next for you what's next for me i'm just doing stand-up comedy you know all the boring hollywood stuff you do a lot of uh we talked about you do a lot of uh like latin shows yeah, yeah, I do a lot of uh, Latino-based stand-up shows. And so are you, you're part, are you part Latino? Yeah, I'm half Mexican. Okay. So my mom was born in Mexico. Yeah. My dad's from the Bay Area, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they met, and she was selling oranges on the freeway. Yeah. You know, like, just kidding. No, that would be, be, like, the most <laughs> yeah. ridiculous story. No, um, no, they met in Silicon Valley, actually, yeah. so yeah. they were both working in tech. So yeah. weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I do a lot. I've... I've I know. I guess I'm just like really identifying with that side of my family and that side. Do of people give you like because you don't like immediately scream Mexican? Yes. Um, I look super but you don't also white. don't. You, yeah, but you don't immediately scream white though either. You know what I mean? It's really it, you're the first person ever to no, say that. No, no. I feel like <laughs> I've just seen whiter. I've just seen. You've whiter, seen whiter white girls. <laughs> I've seen whiter white girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my day, um, but I just couldn't put my. You know, what I just don't know what it is. The not white is it doesn't automatically say Mexican, but it just it does say like not not white 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 white. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Of course, yeah. You want to get more rooms, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm a clean, dirty, white, <laughs> clean comedy, dirty comedy. That's what I mean. Clean, dirty, clean, dirty Everything. comedy. Uh, you want to be able to do every single room you can you do. But do people give you kind of like push? Is that part like pushback on any? Well, you know what? Sometimes when I when I'm on a lineup like that, yeah. I think that I do have the ability to kind of, you know, yeah. the assumption is this girl would not be on the lineup if she was not a minority, right? right yeah. Um, but there are times when I'll test material out, maybe at a mic or at yeah. on a smaller yeah. show, and it's like I'm not prefacing my material with the fact that I am half Mexican, yeah. and it's just like something I wrote that day, and it's about me, and then I'll I'll get up there and I'll say these jokes and wonder why they're not working, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, these people don't know my history, and right. 
when you have like a short period of time, like a five minute, seven sure. minute set. You can't like, spend three of them kind of going down with your all the expository bullshit, yeah. you know? So it's like if sometimes if I just want to throw a joke up, it's a little bit difficult um, in that sense. I'm like that with modeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be like, yes, I'm a professional model. Yes, I'm, hot. I'm an underwear model. I'm an underwear, face, hand, body. Model, you yeah. know what I mean, and it, you know, just it's hyper intelligent, tall, <laughs> hot guy, party rock and roller. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have time for all that. Yeah, I just make LinkedIn jokes <laughs> and then I move on. Um, it's sometimes I think that's difficult when yeah. you when you have to just you know explain yourself, explain it, and, no, and it's see, different than yeah. the assumption. Yeah, you know, we look at me and they're just like, oh, cool, another we white get Jew, him. <laughs> another white Jew. Yeah, there's no explanation. You know what I mean? You just they look just at me and understand. just be like, this is what you're gonna get, and you know it's so you're not gonna be surprised. Um, well, so where do we find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Erin A. Darling, Instagram, Darling with four H's, and hey, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Erin Darling fan page is going to be a really, really great fan page yeah. where you're going to see my personal life, but coming from a professional point of view. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to tell them that. That's supposed to be a secret. Um, well, if they made it this far in the podcast, yes. though, we'll tell them everything. Let's, let's go back into your fanny pack. Okay. Without benefits. Without benefits.